Welcome to the eighth episode of the Passioners Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Garcia, and I'm here with my co-host, Janice Kang. If you enjoy listening to us, consider rating and commenting on Outbow Podcast. In each episode, we would like to convey our appreciation to our biggest supporters. For this episode, we are thanking Isaiah Perez. He is actually a good friend of mine who has been supportive of this podcast before we even created it. So, thank you, Isaiah. Today, we have the honor of interviewing Bakker, Justin, and Tristan, three of the five co-founders of Triad Studios. Triad Studios creates strategic cinematic video content for their clients to showcase their brands and is actually based in Chapel Hill. The co-founders also attended the University of Chapel Hill. I've heard a lot about Triad Studios over my time here at UNC, and I've heard many teachers talk about their success, which in turn motivated me to invite them to the show. So without further ado, let's begin. Could you guys briefly describe what you do in your company and introduce yourself a little bit more? Uh, yeah, so um, our company started uh, three years ago officially. Uh, we all came together uh, from different spheres. Uh, I knew Justin, Justin knew Bakker, and Bakker knew our other two co-founders. Um, we all had a passion for videography, but what we, uh, what our connection was rooted in first was a passion for business and entrepreneurship. Um, so coming together, knowing that you know we had the passion to start our own thing through an entrepreneurial endeavor, but also a side passion for videography and creation and design in general. Um, that's where we started, you know, our first projects together, um, going out, creating something, you know, in the snow when it, when it finally snowed in Chapel's campus, putting that out and, um, you know, seeing people's reactions. That was kind of our first go at it was making a video together. While reading some of the articles based on your company, I read that Bakker was the person to bring the whole team together. How did you decide which people to bring on the team? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, like I said, you know, we are all interested in business, but, Particularly together, the first thing that you know helped us choose each other was the fact that we were all very interested in collaborating, collaborating on something of our own, um, and then choosing each team member and their skill sets. You know, within that um, came down to what we were all most passionate about in terms of you know a specific work setting. Um, Justin, for example, uh, outside of the shared video passion, also really loves numbers and finances and spreadsheets. And he's uh, super good with accounting. So accounting is not all he does, but that kind of rooted him into this financial lane and being our, you know, financial rock. Um, Bakker has a humongous uh, interest in design and marketing that design to people. Uh, so he naturally fell into the lane, you know, of handling all of our marketing and our assets. You know, how we how we look off uh, or what what kind of um, vibe we give off to other people whether it's our clients or the viewers of our videos uh to be honest to, to just add on to that uh we got really lucky uh, most people don't because i when by the time we started the company i never met mikey or daniel in person i'd actually only been on one video call with them but i trusted bacher bacher trusted me the first, when we decided to start the company it was the first time bacher met tristan so it was just a lot of mutual trust that the people that we're running with, we trust. And we honestly just got really lucky. Uh, it's very rare that five people start a company together and A, can find a way to still work together four years later um, and not hate each other. And then B, also fall into five distinct roles that fill out 
all of the, the different spectrum of, of roles that need to be filled to grow and scale a company properly. Um, so we call ourselves one of the luckiest startups ever that we just fell into this and that we, we are at the end of the day, a really, really good team. Um, we're good friends outside of it. And it's, it's quite honestly luck, <laughs> but yeah, Bacher was the, the mastermind that kind of tied it all together. The, the kingpin of sorts. <laughs> yeah, like I was reading it and I just thought that was really like cool and I was interested in it. But Triad Studios staff consists of many UNC students. What qualities does Triad Studios look for when hiring new employees? So yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um and I think maybe based on that Daily Tarhill article you might have seen, uh not representative of where we are currently in our business. Uh about a year and a half to two years ago when we were really starting to establish our presence on campus, we thought it would be great uh, to scale with people um, as a means to maybe get more projects and expand our presence in the community and broader. Um, we quickly realized that as a strategic business tactic, that may not have been the right decision at that moment. Uh, however, you know, there was a lot of learnings in the way. Um, so currently, as we stand, us five co-founders are the only full-time employees of the business at this given moment. However, we leverage, um, which is an effort that Tristan has, uh, that has led for the company, a large network of freelancers in the video industry uh, within our you know, triangle community and, and throughout North Carolina. Uh, we leverage other free types of freelancers where needed for projects um, that we work with on clients. Um, for those projects. So we call them when we need them, but primarily us five co-founders do, I would say 95 to 100% of, of the work that, that happens at Triad. But also to answer your question, if we were to be looking for someone on UNC's campus, um, which we might in the near future, who knows, um, we look for someone first and foremost that has drive and passion for creation. Um, we are looking for people that not only know how to like operate a camera, but they can really tell a story, uh, that have enthusiasm and passion for the storytelling itself. Um, beyond that, we're looking for people that are, are dependable, that are, are driven within themselves, uh, not just for monetary reasons, um, but are, are willing to grow along with the culture. We have a very open and fun and, um, just nice culture and we're, we're really looking for people that, that fit into that and uh, that would not only challenge themselves but challenge us to be to be better creators ourselves do you guys feel like a college degree is crucial when it comes to like hiring people great question good question Tristan, you personally and in, in my yeah i'll just give like a quick answer to that um i think a college degree can be helpful for the right kind of person. Um, but in order to achieve the level of success, you know, for what we've defined success as in terms of, you know, positive, you know, contribution to the industry or, you know, what we and how we've learned, college specifically in terms of the hard skills was not as valuable. However, the soft skills and the network and the resources and the mentorship that we got from our university education was invaluable as well. Um, so it's, it, I don't think the answer is binary. I think it's very nuanced and, and, and complex for the type of person um, that you are. 
Um, but for us, I would say it was, it was valuable. I wouldn't say it was necessary, however. I think um, one of the things that makes Tried Studio special is that we are five business people that happen to know how to create videos and have worked on that passion on the side. But we, at the core, our minds operate from a business level on how to grow and properly operate uh, and provide value to, to customers. So given that, we operate in a space where most creatives are really, really good at making cool videos, but don't necessarily know how to monetize that through a whole scalable business model. Um, so I think in that sense, being all business-minded people who went through business school or just university uh, education as a whole, I think that helped prime our minds to think in a different way than most people do in this industry. And so I think that was really valuable. It was basically what Bakker was saying. The way that we decided to approach the situation, it was valuable that, that our minds work a certain way uh, coming from uh, college degrees, but there's a lot of successful people in this in this industry that don't go to college and they do great. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Bill Gates and people like that, like they dropped out of college, but if you had the chance to hire them, you would in a heartbeat. Right. Right. And I have a quick question on the article I was reading. Also, Trial Studios made eighty-two thousand dollars in revenue in this first year quadrupled it in the second year what changes dramatically helped the growth during your second year I, I think it <laughs> i think it comes down to like what we keep preaching is is the business mindset to video production and our services that we offer really making everything that we do highly professional um really you know looking back at the quote-unquote mistakes that we made, mistakes being really just the areas of improvement and hyper-focusing on how we can improve, um, recognizing and being transparent with each other as team members, uh, areas of weakness, areas of growth, really honing in on and, and dedicating really our lives um, to getting better, to being professional, as professional as possible in every situation, and, and, and just putting ourselves out there um, in this industry, in the creative industry, it's very relationship oriented. Uh, it's very referral oriented. The majority of our contracts and clients come from doing good work, making good friends and, and trying to learn from other people and share, uh, unique experiences. Um, so, you know, even from year one to year two, we saw, you know, a decent amount of growth. And from year two to year three, we saw an even greater amount of growth and it's just by you know adhering to those principles putting our best foot forward and putting ourselves out there and doing good work um is really what we can attribute uh that growth to so going on with just bakker said i'm interested to know since you guys are very detailed focused there are probably some things that one teammate does that others don't really like or agree with or maybe you are being a little bit lazy so how do you how do you do those encounters? Um, what are your ways to deal with those conflicts? Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. I would say, first of all, we're pretty lucky that we, at least within the you know core team, we don't really have to deal with a lot of negatives, really almost any. Um, we do do some specific things, um, some acutely and some kind of at a, in the quarter end of year. Um, so you know, a day to day. Uh, method to stay accountable between us all, but all stay friends at the same time. 
is um, tracking, you know, what's being done, no matter if it's hours worked on a video or if it's hours worked on, you know, a marketing piece for us, you know, that's maybe not tied to a specific, you know, client budget. Um, and then it also goes into making sure that, you know, each one of us in our founder roles are doing what we need to do as well. But you can't, nobody can feel, you know, good and safe about what they're doing about or about whatever what somebody else is doing without trust, first of all, but then also without, you know, being able to see uh, what each other's doing. So we, we make sure we track, you know, metrics that can be tracked with numbers, but then we also have, a, you know, a meeting every single week and a meeting every single month where we check in with each other, um, help each other with, you know, things that they're supposed to be doing and things that they're having trouble doing. And then, you know, longer term and sometimes in more deep conversations at the end of a quarter, at the end of a year, we go through and honestly give each other feedback on the things that we really, really appreciated, the things that have been really valuable to the company, but also things that, you know, each person should work on um, thoughtfully, you know, every day moving forward. Yeah, very, very well said, Tristan. I think um, we, we've talked to one of the things that we've done and tried is, is to really look for advice from smarter people that have done it before we have um, any chance we can get. And we were talking to the founder and CEO of this uh, digital this marketing agency out in California. And he, we, we told our unique business experience to him of how we're five co-founders, which usually that doesn't really happen. And then also we're all friends and how that kind of works together. And he told us that that's A, that's incredible, which usually we don't hear. But then B, um, that he actually started and scaled his business by hiring and keeping his friends as his executives, which is just rare. And he said the most important thing about your product as a business, it's not making really, really, really good videos. It's very important. But the most important thing is how we operate as a team and how we trust each other and how we can give genuine and honest feedback without damaging our friendships as a team. And that's, that's really hard and it's really uncomfortable. Um, in certain situations, but I pride ourselves and our teams for, for, for leaving our egos at the door. And when someone, someone needs to fix up, A, that person probably already knows it. And then B, um, we respect when another co-founder tells us, hey, um, you were doing, doing good here, but we really need you to, to pick it up here. And we take it. And every time, all, every single one of us has risen to the occasion when we needed to, when we have uh, areas for improvement. But it's mostly the open and honest feedback loops. We all the books, all the podcasts, all the uh, the big people read Hastings from Netflix. They they preach this open feedback loop of of being able to give honest and genuine feedback. So from our research, um, it says that in the beginning you didn't have an office or like a studio, and you worked in your apartment. So how did Triad Studio brand itself in the beginning and get your first clients? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, I can. Tristan Bakker, yeah, y'all got that. Yeah, so Tristan, fill in for me too, or jump in whenever. But <laughs> yeah, when we when we started out, it's it, we, it's a funny story. We we were pretty actively trying to network and, and put our put ourselves out there in terms of the people to come to for video production in the area. Tristan and I would suit up after class and walk up and down Franklin Street with our business cards that we just bought. Be like, hey, we're Tri Studios. I'm Tristan. I'm Bakker. Uh, and you know we can do your video marketing if you need it. Um, we're just literally walking into these businesses, 
Um, we didn't have an office. We were working out of Tristan's apartment at the time, who he also lived with three roommates. <laughs> and we would crowd around a laptop and, uh, and, and make videos together. Um, but the UNC system specifically uh, was supportive in the fact that, hey, uh, this is an organization of pr some pretty driven entrepreneurs trying to make an impact through video storytelling. And we got projects by networking with faculty in entrepreneurship areas, one of them being Innovate Carolina. That was, a re uh, that was really one of our first like big projects that we could say, hey, we worked with a large organization. Um, from, for the first six to seven months, we were kind of doing stuff like that, uh, trying to get our feet wet with different projects, um, making videos, and building a social media presence on Instagram and Facebook so that when we did put out stuff, other people would see it and be like, whoa, that's pretty good. Like we want it for our business. So we got kind of an initial set of clients in the first six to seven months with that method and just creating good work, putting it out there. And after a few months, Tristan uh, called upon one of his close mentors, Jim Kitchen, and I'll let you jump in Tristan and fill in some of those details. Yeah, so um, our network at UNC has helped us and still does, um, but uh, we were all working out of uh, my four-person apartment with, you know, five co-founders, and one, one, one morning, we were just like, this is, you know, we gotta, we gotta have somewhere to go, and so we emailed uh, Jim Kitchen, and he was like, hey, come by, I think I can set you up. We had uh, keys to our very first half office that we shared with another company uh, within the next few hours after that. I think getting the office space, uh, you know, somewhere that was dedicated for the business, even though it was a few desks and, and somebody else's, another company's place made us like, you know, take the business seriously as its own entity. And it was kind of the first inkling of uh, hope we had for, you know, becoming our own actual company, which, you know, other, other examples of that are, you know, getting your LLC or getting your first few clients. So that was kind of Nice. So I know that one of you briefly mentioned that the most useful or most helpful resources that you have gotten from UNC were more soft skills than hard skills, more technical skills. So would you say that those are the things that you learned the most by going to UNC and by going to college? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take this one. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. Um, we didn't take any video production classes at at, um, at UNC. I took one animation class, which I loved, which sent me on a track that I learned a bunch more on YouTube after that. But um, but yeah, we, we learned the soft skills. Uh, we learned the, the, the stay up late three nights in a row to cram for your exams because you know you gotta do good. Um, while we don't have exams right now, we have client deadlines and we, have, we know what it means to um, work really hard all semester on a portfolio project to then show, and that all you have at the end of the semester is just showing a piece of work. Like that's our business now, is, is working really, really hard for a couple of months to then show this one little piece. Um, the networking, my goodness, like college is all about networking. It's about meeting new people. It's about making good impressions. It's about um, kind of showing value uh, in a really crowded space. All of those things are directly applicable and course like I couldn't thank the connections I made enough because that's exactly how I met the people that I would eventually start a business with um so yeah that's that's my take on it gotcha. yeah so, I mean the, oh, yeah go ahead so 
I guess I wanted to ask, like Justin mentioned that he didn't take any media production classes at UNC. So did all of you just self-learn it in YouTube? Is that how it mm -hmm. happened? Yeah. Yeah. Self-learning, YouTube, uh, learning by doing through experience. Everything we've done and built is completely self-taught. No yes, formal education build, in any of that. Yeah. To build a little more on that, it's – so I bought a camera like a couple of months before we started Triad. Bakker was ahead of, a little ahead of me on that one. Tristan was a little ahead of me on that one. But like we were just getting started in our abilities to create. But we had what we had to start out with was the passion and the eye for it, which is one of the hardest things to get. Um, but then it was it was about like trying to make our first couple of videos together and see what it was like. Yeah, we looked up a bunch of YouTube videos along the way. But the biggest learning out of all of that is is doing a client or selling a client project day, then having to do what you sold and deliver on that. And then one of the biggest things that we've done that I would I would uh, attribute a lot of our growth to is every time we do a project, we do takeaways. We say, okay, well, what worked really well in that and what didn't work and how are we going to fix that? And that has been a continuous cycle on the hundreds and hundreds of clients projects we've done since then. We still do it to this day uh, where we just analyze a project. We say, this is, this is how we did this. Was this the best way to do it? What are we going to do differently next time? And it's that continuous uh, cycle of development. So, I mean, some simple things, um, Bach, I'm trying to think of some silly examples, but like, oh yeah, well, maybe we should start putting sandbags on the other end of lights so they don't fall over in the middle of the video. So like little stuff like that, um, and that's a silly example, but along the way, it's just tiny little improvements across hundreds and hundreds of videos that if reflected upon properly and put the right amount of attention to, that's how we learned what we did. So yeah, it's self-taught, but it's, it's really through doing. Wow, Gosh. that's that's yeah. really amazing, honestly. Yeah. All right, and we'll start closing. And one of the first closing questions is, what advice would you offer towards students thinking about starting a business? Yeah, the thing that I always say, lots of people have asked our team and uh, me specifically at some, some moments, you know, what can I do? Like, how can I be in a position like yours? And the number one thing that you can do, in my opinion, is to start and is to do it. I think a lot of people sit on ideas of what they think is the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, I think you can only know that by doing something. And life and entrepreneurship, whether it's just a simple business or some other career path, is ultimately a highly iterative process that you're always constantly refining yourself and your job and whatever it is that happens around you and you can't refine unless you start somewhere um so the my you know one takeaway from everything that we've done over the over the past few years is to start um and to not think too much about it i would say um once you start specialize uh it's especially applicable in service-based industries but any business, um, if you're not really, really good at one thing, um, it's going to be really hard to stand out. So once you start, I definitely Bakker step first is just start, just try it. Once you get that ground basis, specialize, um, get really, really good at one thing. Um, and then beyond that, find people that challenge you to become a better person daily um, that you trust and will trust throughout the span of years um, because business is all fun and dandy when it's in the honeymoon phase and it's so many cool things you could do but if you're looking at someone across the table you got to think like 
we, we, we've, we've been given the analogy before starting a business is just like marriage. Like it's all cool now, but do you see yourself with this person in 10 years? Like you genuinely have to honestly think about that. So find people that you can trust that challenge you that are better than you in places that you are weekend that, that cover your blind spots. And uh, so, yeah, that's, those are my two big pieces right there. Yeah. And then I would just uh, add in at the end, um, no matter, you know, what you're doing, when you've started doing it, like Bakker said, and then when you've specialized it, like Justin said, you, if it's going to be your idea or your baby, you got to be able to interact with people. Um, and you have to care about how you come off to people. Um, because if you, you know, if you can't cultivate uh, positive relationships with, you know, future employees or your own team or, or your clients, then, you know, no matter how good your ideas or your products are, um, it's not going to be, you know, as sustainable as it could be or as sustainable at all if, you know, you can't be a good communicator um, and you can't, you know, care about relationships. So relationships are everything, no matter what you're doing. Um, but particularly, you know, when you're owning a business or owning an idea, um, you need to portray that, you know, positively and correctly to the world um, to get anything, you know, done and to, to really progress and get people inspired. All right. That's it. All right. Well, really good advice, in my opinion. Where could our viewers connect with you online, by the way? Yeah. So we have a website. It's called triadstudios.co.co, as well as an Instagram channel, which we're very active on, called the Triad Collective. Um, the Triad Collective is really kind of a, uh, you know, overall what we want to portray is kind of our like our lifestyle our brand and and really why we're doing what we're doing um and our website has you know contact page as well as all of our client work that we've done um and you know you can reach out at any time and we will always respond <laughs> all right well thank you guys for being on our podcast today and honestly I was really impressed by all your work that you've done. I've been checking out your videos and it's just so cool to know that you guys self-taught yourself. Like, that's amazing. Like uh, me and Jen, we started this podcast and like all we've been doing is just like self-teaching and slowly but surely it's getting better and better. And like just knowing that Keep you guys, going. yeah, it's, it's amazing just knowing you guys started from like not knowing any of it to now being on the pro level. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> Yeah, when I was your uh, when I was your age a few years ago, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. Um, but <laughs> um, just by you know starting and doing, uh, it's crazy when you look back after a year, after two years, and look at how much you've grown. Um, and I'm sure you know when we speak again in ne next year, um, you'll you'll be uh, completely agreeing. Um, but yeah, keep good luck with with the podcast and. Thank you guys so much for, for having us in the first place. There you go. That's our ticket to invite you guys again next year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for joining us today. To learn more about Triad Studios and other passioners we have interviewed in this podcast, and to see behind the scenes of how we create each of our episodes, follow our Instagram page at Passioners Podcast. Thank you. Walker, Justin, and Tristan for inspiring us to follow our passions. This episode is edited and produced by Mike Garcia. This episode's art is by Lana Hadiomanovic. 
Social media photos and descriptions are by Claire Helms. The interview was conducted by Janice Kang and me. We use original music by Shazo Hajila. In the next episode, Jen will interview Kirsten Baker, CEO and co-founder at Genie, a mobile platform that connects users to video or audio calls with live interpreters for on-demand language assistance 24-7. Passioners Podcast tells the stories of passioners and their journeys. My name is Mike Garcia. Thank you for listening. Till next time.